Welcome to Bacon is My Podcast. Before we get into this show, we do want to let everybody know that we are proudly bringing this show to you from the den. Yeah. That's the Deluxe Edition Network. Rocking it out. Found at deluxeeditionnetwork.com. In the D-E-N. That's right. We are a part of an awesome network of really awesome podcasts, such as... That's a lot of awesome that you just said there. Yes. A health history I'd like to fuck. Yes. There's also <laughs> Beard Laws, Spoil My Movie. Yes. The Deluxe Edition Podcast. There's like 26 different podcasts, so go over there, check it out. DeluxeEditionNetwork.com. Do it now. We are happy to be one. Thank you so much. What's your bacon? Hey, this is Bronx Swamp Barebones Comics, and I'm here to let you know that we have a campaign running right now over on Kickstarter for our horror Evil Dead homage cover for Barebones, Nice Guys Finish Dead. We're very excited to get this out to people. It asks the question, if you had been bullied and harassed your whole life and finally do have power, would you be that good guy, that hero that people can look to, or would you get revenge on all those that have wronged you? I like to think that a lot of people would say that, yeah, of course I'd be a good person and help people out. But realistically, I think a lot of people would get revenge. This book asks that question. So we'd love to have you over there. Take a look. Go over to kickstarter.com and look for Bare Bones Nice Guys Finish Dead. And check us out. We'd love to have you. Thanks. Have you noticed some new things on mm-hmm. Bacon is My Podcast? Lots we have the new Bimp Lounge. Yes. Right? So with that, we're just trying to we're trying to up our game a little bit here. That's right. Right? We're trying to we're trying to extend our reach. Mm-hmm. If you want to help us do that, well, one of the ways you can do that is by rocking out with our sponsors. Jump over to baconismypodcast.com, jump to our sponsor page, and check out all of our awesome sponsors. Uh, get all grillyourassoff.com, drinkwildbills.com, mm-hmm. Manscaped, uh, Poddex. There's quite a few of them. Everything's and we're there adding with, stuff all the time. With the most recent promo codes and the best deals that you can possibly get. Another way you can help us, get some t-shirts. Like this one, mm-hmm. right here. Uh, it doesn't come without the sleeves. Um, it gives you the option. But it gives you the option. Yeah, you get it with sleeves. You don't want sleeves. You cut the sleeves off. That's right. That's how it works. Then you have a headband if you have like a thin head. Yes. I can't use the sleeves as a headband because I have a giant yeah, round yeah, head. Yeah, we both do. Yeah. Yeah. Go to BakingIsMyPodcast.com. Check out the merch page. Uh, Bacon is my fashion. Yes. Right? And you can check out all the latest episodes. It's kind of like a portal to everything Bacon is my podcast, including our music. A portal to bacon. Yes. Oh. Including his band's. Craving Strange, yes. my band, something, band something Heavy. Also, Bacon is My Passion, the the band itself. So, Music coming. Yes. Yeah, so go ahead. Check it out. Costs nothing to look. Mm-hmm. So and go ahead. And you should it. buy. You break it, you bought it, though. Welcome, everybody, to another. Cheers to you, my friend. Cheers. Cheers, Dawn. Cheers. We're here with Dawn Brody, yeah. the host of the History I'd Like to Fuck podcast, otherwise known as... Hill, you've heard Jimmy sing it damn near every. I can't not every week. It's, well, it's so in no, my head. before this started, so we have we have our little den because uh, we are all a part of the den, yes. the deluxe edition network. That's how we found out about her and, mm-hmm. and her podcast. So like, yeah. So the den, uh, we have a little. Uh, what is it like a commercial? I guess right. Kind of, and in that commercial, this guy sings it. I do. So it happens every week. I do sing it in the commercial, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that. that makes so me... it happens every I can't week. Not. I, I would like to congratulate you on having uh, one of the two best theme songs for a podcast. Yeah. Uh, oh. Yours and, of course, Bacon's oh, Podcast. Oh, Ours you yeah. can find on Spotify now. Yes. So like, so we, we, we had this like canned music from, it was like Philomora or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just like this it's like rock generic rock riff number six it, it, yeah and and then all of a sudden he was like yeah you know we should probably like oh i think it got it got pulled or something for copyright 
There was something some that point. said like, yeah, your your song is copied. Yeah, and then um, we were like, all right, well, screw it, let's just write one. And, and it and twenty five minutes later, we had written, recorded, and indeed mastered, and it was supposed to be one for like a Toys of Hope. Thing. Right. <laughs> so all of you people that have heard the intro and you're like, you're like, what famous metal singer is on that? No. Look no, no my further. It's called. Huh. No, my friends, Jimmy Garibaldi. That is that is the two of us. Yeah, just going bigger. But this isn't about us. This is about <laughs> Dawn here. Well, no, it is about us. But I want to know more. I think it's great. It's I'm really shocked that you guys did not start the podcast with a theme song. Sometimes, you know, you feel like with you too, you'd be like, well, before we do anything with the neon, because your neon's amazing. It's not. Well, guys, that's that's new. new. That's a new addition. This is new. It's so nice, you guys. <laughs> it's you. really nice. Amazon. It was like 109 bucks. Yeah. <gasps> it's so great. Let's send so cool. you the link. Okay, okay cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm in a closet right now. I have behind me my daughter's sketches of stick people, which are which also is great. amazing. That's all and right. it would also look great in me. Beautiful. <laughs> well, what's awesome is you're you're in like a recording booth. So yes. for, for those of you who don't know, Dawn is not just a uh a podcaster, she is also an actor, yes. a comedian. And uh, you also do like voiceover work. Voiceover work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do. I, I, my, my bread and butter was voiceovers for years when I lived in Minneapolis. I was the voice of a local grocery chain called Cub Foods. So nice. if you're in the Midwest, you're like, oh, you're bringing more to your table. That was my. Th it was very ah, nice. There it is. There it is. And I would go to grocery stores every week and do actual like in store. You know, how do you feel about? You know, the price of cottage cheese isn't your family really going to dig these sales. And then we would kind of piece together, <laughs> you know, audio of like real people being like, yes, this is a wonderful deal, Don. And that was very fun. That was like a years long campaign of being the Cub Foods girl. Um, and then my funny, I think one of the funnier ones is Best Buy, which also happens to be a Twin Cities, Minneapolis based right. mm -hmm. uh, place. Their industrial work and industrials, for those of you who are in show business, is the really elegant, high-profile stuff, which is never seen by the public, but is generally used for like training purposes, mm -hmm. in-house, maybe a, an award ceremony, announcing a new product, something that is just anything that isn't going to be seen usually by the general public. <laughs> and I was the voice that trained Best Buy employees on the features of new products. So when I would go into the recording nice. booth, it had to be very kind of small and intimate because the whole idea is that this person is on their paid break, you know, right? right. It's like a, an earpiece and they walk around the store and when they get in front of a new camera, the sensor is comes on and I'm in their ear going, ah, yeah, that's the Nikon 2442. Now, here's the thing we love about this guy. And it has to be super cool, but like just script. It's just bullet point right, list right. that they kind of need to write. But these poor fucks would listen to hours of me, okay? So I would go into a Best Buy, of course, because I need earbuds, you know. And I would, I would found that I had to tell them who I was before I started talking because they would be like, I would say, "Hi, I'm. I need a thing," and their eyes would start to water, like <laughs> get like vertigo, straight up PTSD. Because this is the voice suddenly in stereo attached right. to a human being, you know. <laughs> and so I finally realized I had to go in and I put my hand up and say. Hi, I am the voice of your audio training. And then just like let them absorb. I am the voice that. of God in your ear. <laughs> and then I'd say, and I need uh, some disc cleaner because it's 2004 or whatever year it was. Um, and don't and tell me why we like it because I already know. <laughs> I already know. And I know all the features. I just need to know where in the I told you. Or it's hidden. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Do and now I. Now in LA, I, I, I audition a lot and uh, do occasional work in like um, video games and animated features and the fun mm -hmm. parts, <laughs> the reason yeah. we, we want to do it, you know. Not in the, not in the, uh, the corporate sector. Do you, do you have any, uh, like, I know from the Midwest, like I have these, like the local commercials, right? That like burn themselves into your head. Mm. Oh yeah. Oh, yes. Right. Uh, do you have any yes. do you have any favorites that like that still like you'll wake up like like for example like uh, any any of anybody that's watching from Indiana and everything will will remember like Bob Rorman 
was was like we had these car dealerships. It's like Bob Roar, and it's like a stupid oh. lion head. And oh my god! And then we had like a five eight eight two three hundred empire. empire like this. Oh, yeah, yeah, those yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so. and I think that some of them are like really national, but have that local feel. Like oh oh oh. Oh, like I think that like oh. singles, you're just like son of a bitch if this shit isn't artistry, and like you guys, <laughs> you guys mentioned my theme song, my my amazing friend and and the woman who sings on it and composed the whole thing is Cat Perkins, and she is like a wizard with that kind of thing because she yes. is simultaneously like an artist, a singer songwriter, like a true you know artist musician, and this girl's been paying her mortgage. By being the singer songwriter you need means That's you amazing. do your oh 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 O'Reilly's if you got to. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like you. And she does a lot of course. And she's so she's just one of those people. She's so good. She finds the art. And you have to. If you're gonna do you know, you can find the art in doing, you know, these kind yeah. of yeah. soulless work. You have to. Otherwise, what is there's, the difference between AI? Then why should beauty, in the, mundane. There's there's beauty in the mundane? Beauty in the mundane, it happens. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. And I, I think that I mean that's even how we got together with the with the you know not if not that it was mundane, mundane. <laughs> not it, no no it wasn't mundane but it was like hey you want to you want to do a, a song for a movie right a vampire right. movie and we're like uh, yeah okay cool let's yeah. do it <laughs> we found the art in it absolutely you got to absolutely yeah, that's important that's the fun part right yeah you, know, you always got to remember that like it, even when it gets like annoying you know you still get to got to be like eh, it's annoying but like making a yeah. song i could be yeah <laughs> you know, like, but like so is everything even if you're just doing straight art man i mean even michelangelo had to answer to the pope you know what i mean like right sure you like even if it's a movie like oh i'm making this movie and you're like well the movie is art but like you still have deadlines and you still have to be like course, fit yeah. a mood like this is the scene where the hero does the thing and you're like i get that it's the hero slaying a dragon but my art is really feeling a sort of derp 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 derp, derp. <laughs> you're like i'm sorry this is like <laughs> <laughs> this part of the art is not for you to decide Miss. like yeah do give me the thing i asked for right or give me my money back and that's gonna happen no matter who you are you know what i mean <laughs> absolutely yeah um another thing uh you are you're from wisconsin yeah indeed i've i've been to wisconsin once congratulations uh it was boy wisconsin and it was fucking oh. wild yeah it's college town wisconsin's pretty wild in general well, yeah. what was wild about my was my like Beloit adventure was it was like for work, and the company I worked for basically owned most of the town okay. of Beloit, and we had to fly into Chicago, take like an hour or whatever uh, bus, and then they were like, okay, they gave us like instructions to print out, and they were like, okay, we're gonna drop you off at this rest stop, and at that rest stop. In the northeast corner, there would be several vans lined up. Sure. And underneath those, underneath the rugs of those vans are going to be car keys. And you're going to take those, and then you're going to drive. And I'm like, if this is like a rest stop, and you can just, like, fucking do that? And they're like, yeah, that's the, they, own, they own the town. They were it was awesome. like mafioso shit. They were awesome. They would have put different keys under all right? of them and then made you guys and, like... Yeah, made you, yeah. Made and you, you have to show your tits to the camera right? before right. the call will start. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But where, whereabouts in Wisconsin, Wisconsin did you... Uh, this is a lot of fun in? for me to describe because <laughs> you people are usually like, I want to go there. And then, too bad I can't go there. <laughs> it is right in the middle. And if you're looking, this is what people from several Midwest states do. We hold up the shape of the state, which mm-hmm. is the hand. Right. You flew into Chicago, which is down here. <clears throat> Beloit is up in here. Green Bay is up in here. I am from right in the very center, which is called Wisconsin Rapids, Wisconsin. It is the centermost point of the state of Wisconsin. And I grew up on Wisconsin Street in Wisconsin Rapids, Wisconsin, the centermost point in the state of Wisconsin. <laughs> To get to Wisconsin Rapids, Wisconsin, the centermost point in the state of Wisconsin, you first have to decide if you're going to fly into Chicago or Minneapolis, because both are about four hours to drive into Wisconsin Rapids, Wisconsin, the centermost point in the state of Wisconsin. (laughs) Or you can pay $1,000 more to fly into Mosinee, Wisconsin which has, you know, the airport for the rich people who own things. 
right. who can do that. Right. <laughs> and but that is a crapshoot. That is that flight going to land? All that is a question because it's a, a cornfield airport, you know. Um, and I love it there. It's a paper mill town. It smells weird. Um, Pulpy essence. Yes, but it is. I mean, you talked about Wisconsin, and I think there's some sort of whimsical realities that are that are true about what people think about Wisconsin. Sometimes I think that stereotypes really do a place well, <laughs> and in Wisconsin's case, it does. It's like it's the people are a little gritty, right? Um, we have uh, what we call roadies. I, I found as I live in LA, I kind of have a lot of like, come on, it's a roadie. <laughs> People look at you like, are you <laughs> crazy? Because we do. We bring drinks with us in the car in be in between places. You bring a drink, right? Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's actually okay. Legal. Yeah, that's I remember legal. Roadies. I know roadies. That's legal in like uh, New Orleans as well. Sure. You can have up to I think it's I forget what it is. I think it's like sixteen ounces of alcohol. Sure. Right. Can you drive drunk? No. 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 No, but you can have, you drink, you so you slam your white claw in the bar and then drive. Is that better for anybody? And like, they're like, no, we know, we know we're not supposed to drive with this, but we're also not supposed to go five miles over. The, I feel like, I feel like bringing a roadie is going five miles over the speed limit. Kind of like, yeah, right, right. technically. Kind of stuff. That is not how a lot of uptight people in Los Angeles <laughs> feel about it. When you crack a beer and put it in a koozie in the car, they look at you like you're trash. <laughs> and I'm like, any fucking people should know about roadies. It's you idiots. You're in the car all the time. It takes forever to get anywhere and the cops here are never gonna pull you over because they see a can right right you know what i mean they people are smoking bowls like right. over over the top bowls in their car and the cops are like well what are you gonna do <laughs> guys we are so excited because manscaped has upped the game see this yeah 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 no that's that's how smooth i couldn't do this if there was hair all over this globe that's right. You'd feel like a grassy knoll. But instead, he uses the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. Say that with the grass and the lawn. I saw that. That's yeah. great. They They've did. got interchangeable dual head system with both a regular razor that you're used to on your lawnmower, mm -hmm. but also mm -hmm. now a foil blade as well. Yes, usually I'm not into foil blades, mm -hmm. but uh, I got to say... I'm digging this one. It's tight. I'm it's tight. This one. Yeah, it gets the little the little crease in the, the where the leg attaches mm -hmm. to the torso, right? Like you had an old action figure and you pulled the leg off, the little ball and socket. Yeah, right in there. It gets right in there. Absolutely. Right, right next to your ball and socket. <laughs> uh, and if you already have one of these, if you already have the 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 4.0. The upgrade's good, man. Upgrade is good. The upgrade is good. It's got all the stuff that you like already. The light is a little bit brighter. Yes. Key, it has a lock. Yes. So that means in your bag, it won't turn on automatically because you're traveling somewhere and you put some shoes in your bag and you push down on it and it just turns on and then the battery's dead. That's right. You can lock it. Awesome. Awesome feature. Everything else, you've got your ceramic blades, you've got your skin safe technology, you got all, all of that is the same and improved, but... It's just a better system. Highly recommend. Go to manscaped.com right now. Use the promo code BACONPOD for 20% off your entire order. Yes. You could get the 5.0 Lawnmower Ultra. You can also use it on other products like the uh, Crop Mop, which is our personal favorite. Our personal if you ever favorite, see us then. out in out in the out in the wild, yes. you can definitely hit us up and we will give you one of those. We always have them on us. Always. Always ready to give out. Yes. So again, manscaped.com. Promo code BACONPOD, 20% off of free shipping. Thank you, Manscaped. And always remember to ask yourself, are your balls clean? Mm -hmm. That's my bacon. <laughs> Join host Dave Houghton and Sarah Ray Pallick as they examine the less glamorous side of sports with their podcast, In a Pickle. Follow IAP Radio on social media by going to iapradio.com. In a Pickle is now part of the Den Network. For more information, go to iapradio.com. You know, if they see what looks like a possible beer logo on top of a koozie, nobody's nobody's stopping a lane of traffic for that. Come on. Right. True. That's very true.
Mm-hmm. It is true. But yes, oh. I do love Wisconsin. I can't live there now. But I do look forward to a time in the future where I have long gray hair and I'm shaped like a potato and I just walk around barefoot and give people the Enjoy asparagus the I don't know what to do with. <laughs> you know, what my, what my ancestors did. I look forward Leave to Leave your that. Christmas lights up all year. That's yeah, the one. Yeah, kinda, yeah. That's I can't wait one. for my house dress. Yeah. House dress era. Right. I can't wait. I, I, I spent the last two days in, in a tiger robe. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And, Amen. And basketball shorts. <laughs> That's, that was, that was my existence. Walk mm. outside to bring the dog out and just kind of like my, mm. I, I live in a, um, uh, legally suspect, uh, basement apartment. <laughs> and, uh, and my landlords, um, they have cameras over the front door and over their garage. So anytime I uh, bring the dog out and stuff, I'll I'll, I'll go out or I'll take the trash out and stuff. And I'll be in my tiger robe. They like to say like, "Oh, we caught some wildlife on the camera." Like, ah, <laughs> you sure did. Oh, you, you sure did. I'll turn around and look at it and dance That's around for them. <laughs> if you're gonna stoop to watch this footage, you may as well make it worth their while. Exactly. 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 For sure. <laughs> They're fantastic. It's it's like I said, he know me. So. That's great. <laughs> They're like, we saw your robe. It's great. It's like, yeah, yeah. I love legally suspect housing. Is my favorite. It's only recently, actually, that I've lived in like places that are zoned and licensed, and it's a real snore. Right. Yeah. It. It is kind of. Yeah. You want that? You always. You always want that. Like, I may have to get out of here quickly. Something. You're like you're telling me none of these outlets are going to kill me. None of them. Right. (laughs) Not one. Please. None of them are making noise. Yeah. Yeah, I lived in a place once where every time I'd walk by the outlet, I I could hear it. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, oh. Cool. <laughs> We're not going to plug things in there. Yeah. yeah. And I, I'd flip the switch and it would like, it would, it's not like a mm. shock. It's like one of those games where it's like, how long can you hold on? You know, yeah. like one of those things. Yeah. So it was kind of like that. And I was like, oh, okay. Right. The outlet that doesn't just have painter's tape over it, but then you've written on top of the painter's tape, don't fucking move the tape right, when everybody right. goes yeah. up. Yeah. I actually, exactly. for, for for a short period of time in, in, in my life, I was actually a, a home inspector. Mm-hmm. And all of my friends would kind of like, they would invite me to to come uh, inspect their houses. Yo, could you can you come look at this house and I'll try and buy and yeah. whatever. And, and I was like, yeah, no problem. And, uh, I basically like, uh, uh, I wasn't like an asshole because I, I had two home inspections myself. Right. Where they were like, the gutter, the 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 leader doesn't come down three feet away from the house and this and that. I'm like, dude, fucking none of them do. Like, are you, what? So so a lot of times, like my friends would be like, is this is this a problem? I was like, dude, no. It depends on who it's you fine. are. Right. It's fine. It's okay. It's not a problem for me. Like this yeah, is the. I- this is like here here in in uh, Long Island it, it's like the oldest um the oldest like suburb uh, suburb in America. So it's like is it really? Yeah, yeah, Levittown is the the oh, shit. oldest suburb suburb in America. Look his fucking history on this show. Right? Wow. Hello, that's kind of my uh, lane. <laughs> yeah. So so it's like okay, well could the walls be made by one by twos? Yeah, probably. But they mm-hmm. fucking had. Right. But otherwise, I mean, no. Oh, wait, hold on. We have a run in. I feel like we have a run in. We have a run in. Hey! This is my ask, daughter, Lacey. You can ask her a question. Hi! Come on, you got to get bring, in there. Did you bring in food? food? I feel like little bit, a little bit. There we go. Hi! <laughs> oh, she ran in to bring you food, though. That's fair. Yes. This, this what, is, what is this? Uh, this is a, a an air fryer chocolate chip cookie. Lacey, thank Giant. you. Thank you, sweet face. Mommy made it. I love chocolate chip cookies. Uh, I, would, I would punch an infant for a chocolate chip cookie. Yeah. That is amazing. You guys See, really, this is okay. Lounge has it all. The kid, yeah. kids, kids on the show are okay. Your, your daughter wouldn't be the first run-in. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> run-ins are important. They make they life good. spicy. Yeah, have, they're, they're, pets, that they're that topping. They're that salty topping. They are salty topping. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> That was that was a, a wonderful run in. That's fantastic. Yeah. And brought you cookies. But we didn't ask you for anything. That's amazing. Generally speaking, a run in is demand something from you. Rarely oh. does a run in just bring you something delicious. Yeah, nine right? nine times yeah. out of ten. Good. Nine times out of ten, it's like, Dad, I'm hungry. It's like yeah. all right, well, 
there's fruits and see my my, my well, kids, kids are, are also like are you guys eating fishing. anything are you guys eating anything weird that i can eat too right was, that's another thing. yeah they like to do that too. it's like we're gonna do the, sure. the gross jelly bean test today yeah they, they, this is amazing what i'm seeing here you you brought uh your own ice cubes Yes. Because you recognize a need. See, I'm looking here. I'm looking at the bottom of my glass, and I'm thinking, I need a run-in. <laughs> I need someone to run on in here. Where's my daughter? You need a hot tag. Exactly. That's what you need. I need to text. See, that's the other thing. I, I'm Sometimes I'm a little bit on the opposite side of things than other parents. In the sense of being like, oh, God, I just feel like I should wait and to give my child a phone. And I understand all of the things. But I'm like, right now, the idea that I could text my baby and be like, bring mommy one of those little <laughs> bottles. With the man on it, the man with the hat that looks like a pirate that? hat. That would be the one. Wow. Is that is that Captain Morgan, or is that He's is that that's the captain? Yeah, that's the captain. Did you know that the early colonial founding fathers ripped off their best ideas from the articles of the Gentlemen of Fortune? Ooh. That would be the pirate code developed by Blackbeard. I did not. I did not. See, Blackbeard this is a experience for us oh. too. Yeah. Blackbeard had a fantasy of creating a colony in North America where pirates like him could live free, meaning outside of the oppressive thumb of whatever society all of these pirates came from, where they would set up a code that wasn't like kings, that defied this idea of a majesty and, and born birth, but would be instead an agreement <laughs> among the crew that they would vote for their captain, they would vote for their actions, whether they took a ship or not would be democratically decided. And that because they would have great might, they would be able to simultaneously enforce these rules and protect their trade, probably be the best individuals in the world at the time to protect lines yeah. of trade. Um, and they tried it. And it went fairly well until... The war, seven years war ended and they all got annihilated. But right. you tune yeah. into Hill, honey, you'll heal the rest. <laughs> there you go. That's awesome. We'll do a whole That's episode awesome. on that one one of these days. I, I honest I, to God, I love George Washington so much. It makes me crazy. And and I'm two years in. I've done 50 episodes and it's the, I haven't done George Washington yet. I haven't hilfed my hilf yet. Right. Well, why are you, are you like... What would be, what would be the reason not to? What's keeping you from it? You just, hmm. you... You don't well, want to dive that deep. You, you well, I think you feel like you already know some. You know, like what's uh, what's keeping you from it? I don't know. I think it might be as simple as like, why don't you want to meet your hero? Right. Well, that's you what know, I mean like, by dive right. too deep. You want to find out something because where you're read, like, I don't want to like, not like him as much as I do. Well, no, that much I'm not worried about because the okay. research I've already read a ton of. Like I've got the research. I've read this slut's journal entries, and like I've read. I've read everything and I read one of like recently too. There's a really hot, actually, you know what it is, is I need this young, hot historian who I love. Her name is Alexis Cole. And she wrote one of the most recent biographies about George Washington called you never forget your first. And it's tough to like write a new piece about George Washington saying something new or revealing, you know, and she's not really trying to reveal. And yeah. she's also not trying to shit on him. Right. Because like I said, there's lots of, he has faults. If you just want to list his faults, I'll get right behind you. In fact, I can help you list even more faults and how colorful sure. they are. But we mm -hmm. take individuals, like any individual we love, we ultimately weigh these faults against their noble actions and decide to love them also, or not. You know, also the time that they existed in, you know, right. it's, there are some sure. things that, that like could be considered faults now that back then it was just maybe weren't was. weren't well you know and it's the then. thing we all sadly dance around which is slave owning which is like you can't right. overlook slave owning and even and even of the time slave owning stuff you can't yeah, really you can't there really... were plenty of people of the time that were like i don't own people right <laughs> you know right. there were lots of people right. that were like ah. <laughs> including yeah. incidentally the english no, that's gross yeah well you know, like we're fighting for independence from this group that had abolished their own slave system years before we did mm -hmm. and so yeah there's plenty there in fact there was even during george washington's lifetime there was an abolitionist who wrote to him and was like buddy you know you're the guy he was george washington was one of those few who like lived in a time where they could look at themselves and be like yeah like I, without ego being like, I see where I am in the timeline of history. I've made, I'm a, yeah, they're going to, I'm a, kind of the guy. And he was like, and you know that your stain is slave owning. It will be the footnote on you for the rest of your existence. Anytime you are mentioned by any noble person in the future, they are going to say, but he owned slaves. 
Yeah. And right. so the only way to erase that, my guy, the only way to be the real hero everybody wants you to be is to not only free all of the slaves you currently own, but advocate for abolition when you take the reins. And he didn't do that. Yeah. Right. And it sucks. And it's he should so, have that. But no. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. It it's sucks. so weird when you think about it too. Like the the nation of America is so fucking young. Yeah. Right? Like yeah, it's we're babies. insanely young. So like you were saying that, you know, uh, you know, England was already like, yo, dude, get rid of it. Like we right. we made these mistakes already hundreds of years before you. Mm-hmm. Like we get let's chill like this this is not gonna be good. Mm-hmm. Um it was it was what? weird. Like so so I, I my wife and I we watch a lot of like paranormal shit. And so like a lot of it is based in the US, but we started watching something like based in Scotland and just the buildings that they go to and the the years that they're from, it's like holy shit. Like when we when we see stuff like from the eighteen late eighteen hundreds here in the US, we're like whoa that's crazy i can't believe that house is still standing and then right. you you look at something from like scotland and that's that was like 12 eight, uh, you know 1200 and it's like oh okay yeah well america's fucking yeah. new <laughs> and you're singing my song man and when you really aren't sure where it falls in you go well you know the origin of the history of the united states of america starts with a shooting <sighs> right the boston massacre right right so so the origin, our history is so like that we tell our origin story from the view of like, well, there was this shooting in the streets. Like, well, no wonder it's still so tied up in our present because it's part of our soup. It's part of our origin. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In the same way that you look at California, the state I live in, and you're like, the stories you know about our quote unquote founding Californians, everybody drove here. <laughs> you know? Right, right. They drove here because California... And the contemporary California, and the, the modern history was made by people who drove. That's how young it is. America's history starts with a gunpowder and sophisticated weapons. So right. that is, in terms of like knowing history, you're like we are, and we like to tell our story within the range of the pharaohs, and in the and in the sight lines of kings and queens, and we should because mm-hmm. the line of history is long, and the beauty of it is that it all connects. But it is certainly important occasionally to like, ah, but wait. We're 250 years old. We's itty bitty babies. Right. right. I mean, you want to look at the lens of history now. As you and I speak, of course, there is a shitstorm in Gaza. Gaza is, among many other things, a geographic place that can be defined by certain boundaries. Right. And Gaza was considered the most peaceful city on Earth for 600 years. Hmm. That is three times the amount of time that our nation has existed. Gaza not only existed, but was one of the most peaceful places on planet Earth. And, you know, this was this is pre-Cleopatra, you know what I mean? And you can understand how people get a little chip on their shoulder, especially if they live in this region. When they hear Americans from this bouncing baby country tell them about the history of Gaza and how things, (laughs) you know what I mean? I can understand. Right, right. And this isn't even me taking any kind of side because I haven't. I don't. Well, no. You know what I mean? Because my business is the past. We are. I leave the present to somebody else. (laughs) It's so complicated, but I can tell you (laughs) that in the past, that place was utopia. It was paradise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For a long time. I just find it amazing. Um, like I had, I was funny enough. I was just talking to somebody about this the other day about um, when, when I went to China, the the experience of walking on streets and walking into buildings and like, yeah. just having that knowledge of like, there were like wars fought here on right. like right here. Mm-hmm. Like it, this building was around then. Mm. And it's wild. Like shit it's went true, down. Isn't it? in this room you know like and it was such a uh an interesting and cool kind of experience to 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 have that idea of like there were samurai right right here yeah (laughs) which blows my fucking mind right it makes you want to fuck it right yes (laughs) i think it's something it's it's similar it feels similar i think to when i look at the stars like looking into the vastness of history is like looking into space where you just get those those tantalizing little flickers where you go, oh, 
I'm so tiny. I'm so tiny. Right, right. A yeah. itty bitty teeny weeny, right? And then sort of the exhale of that thought, which is, I am here in the midst of this miraculous existence. What a God I am <laughs> to be able to move within this world. Like, right. oh man, like if that doesn't curl your toes, if you can't sprinkle that on your wedge salad, then <laughs> it is, are it you is, even alive? It is the blue cheese fly. It is. It takes is. over everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. So I had a question, like, so in, in doing this show and doing all the research, when, when was a time, because I can think of times where I have something that I think is really cool and I want to learn about it and I start to learn about it. And then I learn things that obviously take you down other paths and other directions. And you start learning about like how everything's connected to everything else. But every now and then you learn something and it just blows your fucking mind. And you're just like, oh, I thought I knew where this was going and I did not. Yeah. Like when when was like a time that, that like pops into your head about something that you were researching that did that to you? That you just kind of like you, you thought it was going one way and all of a sudden you were just like, oh, this is a different show now. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. For one thing, um, because it's like there's a reason why we love it in our fiction, mm -hmm. and it's because when it happens in our nonfiction, it's a, it's it feels just as you know, sort of bewildering and tantalizing. I had it fairly recently in a subject that was assigned to me um, about the Battle of Blair Mountain, which was a conflict in southern West Virginia in the early 1900s, hundreds, and it's a labor fight. It was a fight between union mine workers against these mine owners. And it was a history I didn't know anything about. And my guest assigned it to me because he had read about it in sort of a footnote mm -hmm. of another story and thought, oh my God, like I've never heard anything about this. It's this huge battle. And it was between the government and these striking union workers. And it was armed and bloody and so unjust. Right. And like, he was like, yeah, I thought that was kind of crazy. I bought my book, you know, and read my book. And right. and very few subjects have had me stand up as I'm reading and sort of walk around the room indignant or shocked or, you know, whatever. Right. And I think that, but but there is an instance in that history that I have encountered before that that impacts me the same way that is always so shocking and, and heartbreaking to me. And it is a moment when for lack of a better word, the hero of a story, knowing stories have many sides, but using using sort of stock character words, right? Mm -hmm. The hero of our story, uh, a good guy, a, a, a person who is fighting for the side of justice is endeavoring primarily for exposure, feeling that the reason that this particular injustice is happening and being allowed to continue to happen is because people just don't know about it. It's in the dark. It's happening in secret. It's happening behind closed doors. It is being mm -hmm. obscured. There is corruption here. And as soon as I publish this article, make this documentary, or tell the queen, or get this memo out, or, you know, get the message to the Death Star, whatever the plot line is, that is this small justice moment just simply needs to let the world work. Because once the world knows fill in the blank. These kids are getting beaten. This money is being extorted. The, they're throwing these pollutants in the seas, the icebergs, whatever the fuck. Right. They're abusing these miners. Once the world knows, they will rise up. They won't stand for it. They will see this injustice for what it is. They will come here and they will save us. They will stop this. They will whatever. And you spend the history on the edge of your seat to find out if they are able to let the world know if that message does get the plans for the Death Star up to the ship, right? And then they do, they publish it, the documentary is made, the ex expose is released, and we, the general public, do feel the pain, call it injustice. Maybe we even agree something must be done. And then nothing changes. <clears throat> Those are the ones that have happened since antiquity that not only break my heart, but have the rare opportunity for me, because I'm a mega optimist, right. have a rare opportunity to make me a cynic, which I think is the biggest evil, you right, know? Right. And so 
those are hard. Those those will kill you. You know, and, and back to my Revolutionary War history, there's a, there's a there's a moment in Revolutionary War history where Henry Knox goes through fucking hell, goes through this meat grinder to get some cannons <laughs> to a fight that needs three fucking cannons. You know what I mean? And this yeah. is like yet another where it's like, well, we don't get these three cannons. We're dog meat. It's all fucking over. Democracy dies. And he goes through crazy shit and it's ice and it's slipping and it's death and it's Indians, and it's defections and it's British and it's just a mini series. And he gets, you know, these three cannons to the fight and they fight and then the battle's over. And it's like that sort of feeling where you go, I did it. Right. I put my whole heart and body in life. I would have died 10 times. I almost did die 10 times for the sake of this thing that was a poof. A Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and I don't know, and I think a lot of us in our own individual lives can sort of identify with that. You know, you think once I graduate from high school, I'll be a hu- full human, and my story will be over. Once I, <laughs> once I fill in the blank, you know, do this one thing, the credits will roll, and my movie will be done. But then you just have to keep waking up, <laughs> paying your fucking bills, right. and like not eating cheese as, as much as you want. And you're like, God, cheese. What's the point? Why do we keep doing this? Yeah, <laughs> especially especially the artists. Yeah. yeah yeah the artists are uh i just yeah. got to move to new york and start a band get on tour yeah. things yeah. are really gonna open up for me uh, yeah oh i'm gonna move to la be, i'm gonna move to big, la be yeah. a big movie star and maybe you are and here's the other thing that'll really kick you in the shins mm-hmm. Corey feldman sad sad Corey feldman who performs with his band all over la oh my and god you sit there and go Oh my God, because then sometimes you're Sisyphus, man. You rolled your boulder up and it got to the top and you were Corey Feldman and you were in everything. And then it just, you spend the next 40 years of your life being a joke, being some sad guy that people like book for nostalgia reasons. And then they put embarrassing videos of you on TikTok. Come on, man. So I I recently (laughs) saw a video um, of, it was a a reaction video to some Corey Feldman stuff. And the person doing the video was like, so I'm going to pose a question to, to all of you watching right here. And he goes, now, he was like, I, I'm in a band. I've had many of these things happen. Now, either this dude is, is so unlucky that all these things happen at every show over and over and over again. Like things like, you know, he's like, so this, this guy who's obviously a very good dancer has no spatial awareness and keeps kicking the mic into his mouth or this, this he'll start a show and in the middle of the big intro, turn around and start yelling at the guy to turn the house lights on or the house lights down and things like that. And he's like, now I think he goes, I think this is all a brilliant act because all this stuff gets people to say things. It gets people to watch, gets people to do things. I think he's going method. I, mean, I think this, I think we're point, all in on the gag. I think we're not in on the gag, and I think he's doing a brilliant. If you've like, seen, he's, he's nailing this. He's been doing this for a long time. Like I, right. like, back back when I was in the same studio as you. Yeah, we were watching videos of they put him on like morning TV, like Today Show and right. stuff like yeah. that, and he was pulling the same shit, and you were just like, right, whoa. So it's what like is, everybody what? likes to see a train wreck. So what's more brilliant than being orchestrating the train? Wreck? The, the train yeah, I hope you're right, because that would be a very beautiful thing. Do you remember like um, Bobcat Goldthwait when he would yeah. yes. do that bit? And then it was like sort of late 90s. He was like, I am not developmentally delayed in any way. I have no speed pathological reason to do this. It was a bit. It was a character. I'm yeah, going to yeah. stop doing it now. And I need everyone to like, just like be cool with that. But there was something that was sort of like empowering about watching a guy who couldn't even get his words out, even though it was beautifully written and incredibly well orchestrated. Right. Yeah. You know how intentional it was. There was something really kind of fun about watching. But I think... I hope you're right about Corey Feldman. I really do. Because if he really is just like living out your worst nightmare in every show so that you don't have to, you know, if he's just like, you're not making music because you're afraid you'll look like an idiot. Right. If he's like, this is, this is an entertaining show. He's an entertainer. Right. You know, I he's like, like this is right. an entertaining show. Uh, and, and he even like, he even brought up, like he showed, he, he like went in close on some of the, on a couple of the ones where he was kicking the mic back into his own face. And he was like, if you look, he's like, one, he's dancing all around the mic to begin with. Right. Then he goes up to the mic and it comes back to go in his face. He's got his lips out like this. Oh, uh-huh. he's not going to knock his teeth out. 
And, but if he went like full Andy Kaufman, we right. catch on. He can't. Right. He can't. Right. So so he's got to uh, have like he's got a guitar cable that's too short. Too short. So every time he spins, it <laughs> unplugs from the amp, and then he starts yelling at the sound guy, right. and the crowd immediately picks up their phone and goes, "Oh my God, he's gonna go off." Meanwhile, I'll tell you what. I think if I'm being a screen, if I'm investigating this, I I would think that that the possibility of it being intentional is very high. But I don't yeah. think that that intentional intentionality is coming from Corey Feldman himself. I think that Corey Feldman yeah. is sort of like a rich, burned out guy who doesn't right. have to do well, and so he doesn't rehearse really hard. He just kind of has that magical thinking, which is I'm just going to show up and kill it. Mm -hmm. But he might have someone in his circle who knows him and loves him enough. To know that if they always give him a short cord and put that mic stand with a little bit of a wobble, he'll make some content. <laughs> and they're technically helping their friend Corey. I, I hope some, some I hope it's an Andy Kaufman situation. I really do. Oh. Yeah, that'd be amazing. I, I really hope. I think Britney's having a hard time though. I don't think Captain Dances with mm -hmm. Knives is yeah. doing that with a with a broad open satire. I think that's a yeah. sad sad decline. Yeah, that's that's been rough to watch. I, uh, I, I mean, like the shaving the head thing yeah. for a little while. Like I, I've I always like. said, like when when yeah, she was, was shaving the head, it was like, man, I don't know. She's kind of like attainable hot now. <laughs> well, uh, that's fair, and I think it was also a true true act of rebellion in its purest form. Yeah. Yes. Was, yeah. That's what I hard, most beautiful. You can't be a beautiful woman. You know, the stereotype is you can't be bald. Like, you can have all sorts yeah. of things. But if you're bald, you can't be beautiful. And if everybody is indexing and selling her for her beauty, the most immediate thing she could do to take that from them was shape. I thought it was kind of badass. Yeah. Least, the least painful way to do it. Her. Yeah. I thought it was pretty badass. <laughs> but I thought it was pretty badass. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take it back to Bob Goldthwait for a second. Did either mm. of you see the comedy special where he did drop the whole yeah. act? Yeah. Like, Great. He had it for for most of the special, and then he came out at the end and sang a U two song. Yeah, and oh. sang it like beautifully, like dead on, like yeah, on you. yeah, cute. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 dude, I, I think he's he's incredible. I, man, I, I sent you the text. One of my favorites, Louis Black, is retiring from touring. Yes. He's retiring yes. next at the end of next year. I've really enjoyed his YouTube, though. Oh, it's it's fantastic. He's, he's I love Lewis. I haven't seen fantastic. his YouTube stuff, but I am a fan. Yeah, yeah. It's, he's like just keeps putting out new stuff, which is great. You know, it's funny. Like, I am I am not an angry person. Like I'm I'm a happy. Yeah. Right. But I but I can tell when people are being angry to bring you joy. Yes. <laughs> and I can tell like his anger is his joy, and it also brings you joy. Exactly. Was, I think it was a perfect choice for that emote that that uh, cartoon. What was that? Um, um, the, the Disney. Oh, uh, uh, the feeling. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Not only does he personify rage, but to the point of making you a whole person. It's all very dignified. Jimmy enjoyed some of his cookie. I enjoyed all of my cookie. You ate the whole thing already? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna have some. Um, I didn't know we were recording right now, but okay, cool. But I was, I was answering a text. I'm answering a text. It's unprofessional. Okay. I'm being unprofessional. We're unprofessional. We're hashtag professional. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, these are the cookies that we got. Yeah. You saw them being brought in. Yeah. Which is also hashtag professional. Yeah. I, I think that that is professional. You have staff. Right. That brings in snacks. Exactly. I don't have a staff that brings in snacks. I have kids. Staff. Mm -hmm. If you call them staff, it sounds more professional. It does. Yeah. Guys, this episode was uh, a lot of fun, mm -hmm. but not even halfway over. Clearly, you see that uh, it wasn't over, but it was like, yo, let's, let's give our peeps a break. So we're going to give you a break. Uh, come back next week. And we are going to finish our episode with Dawn. And um, it's awesome. God, it's like, she's awesome. And in the meantime... She's in the running for best guest. Yeah. Early year five. Yeah. Yeah. The, or what is it? Four. It's going to be the fourth year annual... Four. Fourth annual Bibby Awards. Yeah. Number like, one. Already. Already. First ballot. Top of the heap. 
I agree. I agree. You can finish this. I'm, I'm still eating my yeah, cookie. Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, that's the end of uh, today's episode. Uh, come back next week for the uh, continuing saga of Dawn the Saga Hilf podcast. Uh, we're going to talk about a lot more stuff. We're going to talk about an amazing story of uh, when she felt most like a pirate when she lived on a boat. So uh, there's nudity, there's drugs, there's... Uh, Dude, you, you, had, you had me a pirate. Exactly. So come back for that. But until then, you can find me at Jimmy G's Shoes on all the socials. You can find my band Craven Strange at CravenStrange.net. You can find Mike and me and my own self, Mike, on all the socials. You can also find his band Something Heavy at Something Heavy Music everywhere. And you can find us at BaconIsMyPodcast.com where you can buy some shirts, help us out. Or just listen to episodes, find everything. Uh, wherever you listen to this, wherever you stream your podcasts, subscribe. Give us a thumbs up. Give us a review, all that kind of stuff. It helps us. It helps the algorithm. It's all that kind of good stuff. So please do that. And uh, if you want to help us out even more, jump over to patreon.com slash bacon is my podcast and join one of the tiers. You guys would be awesome. We would love it. It would be amazing. Thank you so much. And remember to ask yourself every single day, what's your bacon? See ya. World peace. I see what you're doing. You're popping in, you're watching the show, you're listening to the show, you're like, I really like their interviews. Or you're like, I don't like their interviews at all, but I do like seven questions. Or you're like, man, I wish more people knew about this show because these guys are fun and these guys are cool. How can I help? Well, one of the best ways to help is by going over to patreon.com slash bacon is my podcast and joining our Patreon. Uh, we've got awesome... Three tiers, starting at $3 per month, where you will get live stream shows mm -hmm. on uh, all of our discussion and drinks. Every week. Every week. Every week, a live stream that you can join in on, you can uh, weigh in on, you can jump in the chat, you can jump in the little community. Interact with squad. us. Uh, we got a cool squad over there, too, so you can meet people, make friends. We're all about that. Also, you can learn some cooking tips from us. Yeah. We got a few of those up there. You can... Try some of our dishes out. Yeah, you can also watch us eat horrible shit. Yeah, that's the other thing. Now, when we cook stuff, it's delicious, but the stuff that we eat is not. Yeah, that's, no. Totally that separate. Never, never fun. Separate thing. Yeah, but go ahead. Go over there. There's tons of new content. We have early music releases. We've got live streams. We've got watch-alongs. We've got all sorts of stuff. Go to Bacon is My Podcast Patreon today and sign up and be part of the BIMP squad. Totally helps us out, guys. Thank you so much. Cheers to you. Woo -woo. What's your bacon? <laughs>